Let's look at Deuteronomy for a moment. Deuteronomy 34. Verse 9, 34-9. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, I mean the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Is there a spirit of wisdom? Joshua was full of that spirit of wisdom. Well, why? For Moses had laid his hands on him. How did he get that spirit of wisdom? Moses laid his hands on him. What do hands and wisdom have to do with each other? It has to do with a method that God has chosen to impart many different things. It's through the laying on of hands. It's a, it's a Bible doctrine. It's, a, it's an elementary doctrine according to the book of Hebrews, the laying on of hands. But the Lord has used this for a long time, way back going in the Old Testament. For some reason, He chose that one person would put their hands on another person and something would go from one to the other. All right. In this case, he said, a spirit of wisdom was transferred. It came from Moses into Joshua. He said, how did you get so smart? Moses put his hands on me. <laughs> Where would you go to school? No, Moses put his hands on me. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and what? It was supernatural. See, there are natural ways to accomplish some things, and there are supernatural ways to accomplish them. Usually the greatest difference is kind of what Pastor Mickey mentioned. Or there's a great ease to it when God deposits something. Right? It's like a person... A person, if they've had an injury, oftentimes they'll go to physical therapy and they'll begin to rehabilitate a limb or, or, or something, their movement. And a lot of times they can get, you know, depending on the condition, full movement back. And, and, uh, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of discipline. How many know? Uh, and that's, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And, and praise God, people get well and get healed. If the Lord set a person free, though, and healed a person, how many know that recovery would be easier? One, yeah, they get it done. The end result might be the same, but one is whoop, and the other is, let's work on this. Right. Okay, I'm not saying either one's bad. We want all to be well. But there's also times when God will supernaturally impart things to people to help. Amen. Amen. It's like, for example, I should be happy and joyful because... I believe God's Word. And because joy is a fruit of the Spirit in me. However, like we had a few weeks ago, sometimes God will help you with oil. Remember we talked about the oil of gladness. In other words, He will help me to walk in that supernaturally by manifesting in such a way that ignites what I already have. Amen. And there are different things that can be transferred to people through the laying on of hands. And what is it? Well, sometimes it's just a direct impartation. You know, look at look over at uh, Romans chapter one. Verse 
Romans 1 and verse 11. Paul writes to this group, says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. He said, I need to see you. I need to get over there. I need to be with you. Why? So I can impart a spiritual gift. Okay? What does that tell me? Well, a number of things. But one is that God wants to get some things to people through someone else, through someone chosen. God, I believe it was the will of God that Paul's not just really just speaking off the cuff and just, this would be a cool idea. No, but God wanted these people, these people at Rome, to have some more spiritual gifts and be established. So he sends Paul there to give it to him. Well, why didn't God just give it to him? He did through Paul. Amen? Why didn't God just give Moses or give uh, Joshua some wisdom? He did, but he did it through Moses. Amen. And how was it transferred? He laid his hands on him, and it, and it went into him. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, I've seen different things happen. I don't know if I've ever shared this. Maybe I have. But uh, there's something, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass him at all. But uh, uh, he's not here. He's on the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> There has been, uh, and he and I have had this discussion, of course, Pastor Allen and I, but there has been over the years, it seems, a great parallel in our ministries. I'm 10, 11 years in front of him, and, uh, and he was one of my teens, youth, when I was a youth pastor, and so I've known him for a long time. Most of you, or a lot of you know that, and, but since he's been... Uh, in ministry, he went to Bible school, went to the Rhema where I went, but I didn't tell him to go there. I wasn't going to. I was just, you know, he prayed and got that. And, uh, and he came back and helped me a little bit. And then when we started the church, uh, he came along. But we've been able to see just it seems like there are just quite a few things that like that's the same way it happened with me the same time, you know, as far as in life and ministry. And, and 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 still happening, you know. Not not exactly now. Don't I don't want to take that to the extreme. Everyone thinks it's going to be exact. But you know, if you've heard him minister, it's not that different from the way I minister. We have different personalities, and and I know a lot more. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know, he flows in some of the same gifts that I do, and 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 so forth. But say, so, so why is that? Well. I think there could be multiple reasons. You know, there's that association. There's the gift of God, okay? I don't have anything to do with calling Him. That's not me at all. But I I know this. I always remember this time when He went on a trip with me. We took a group to Mexico, and we were worshiping God, and we were having a time, and I was prophesying, and some other people were moving in the Spirit, and and we were just standing in a circle. We were just worshiping God, having a great time. At at one point, I was impressed to hug him like a bear hug, and I prayed, what's in me go in you? I remember praying that and speaking that over him, and he fell out under the power there, and I think I probably fell up too, (laughs) And, uh, and, and, and 
So why do I bring that up? Well, not that his ministry is dependent on me. He's called all by, by God all by himself. All right, nothing like that. But I'm saying that oftentimes God will move in one person's life through someone else. Gifts go from one to another. No doubt I've received much from other people as well. Okay. And, uh, but Paul said, I, I want to see you because I want to impart some spiritual gift into you. Amen. I want to be around those who are, who are serving God wholeheartedly and consistently and faithfully through their lives. And they have a call. And, and, and I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about many, many people. I, I want to be around. I like to associate with those whom I can recognize. There's something on them. <laughs> huh? There's something. There's, there's an anointing there. There, there's gifts there. Why? Because I want some of that too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm just going to go and get someone else's gift, but I know that God oftentimes uses one to impart to another. Yay. What does He impart? All kinds of stuff. Wisdom. Let's look, let's look, at, let's look at another one. Uh, 1 Timothy 4. Many of you know this scripture. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14. It says, do not neglect, what's the next words? The gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Notice the gift was given to him through prophecy and laying on of hands. So it's biblical that a spirit of wisdom can come upon a person through the laying on of hands, that gifts can be transferred through prophecy and the laying on of hands. What else? Can you think of anything else? How about Mark 16? Mark 16. Verse 18, if you know these verses, great. If they're highlighted already, good. If they're not, giddy up. Talking about believers, verse 18, they will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. What happens through the laying on of hands? We could say that healing is imparted. Healing is imparted. How? That's not the only way. But this is one of the primary ways, through the laying on of hands. It, it's, it's this, basically what happened is, what one person has, they give. And really, that's the potential of all believers, because we all have the spirit of healing inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and so we have the potential to lay hands. Every one of us, every, every saved person has the life of God in them. And if you're full of life, someone else needs life, could you lay hands on someone and that life go from you to them? Yeah, absolutely. This is the way God designed it. It's one of His, it's one of his ways. Amen. And I know this. There's times when, when the presence of God can seem so uh, strong and in manifestation on an individual. Uh, whether you've experienced this or not, that's not key. But times when I have, it almost seems like... God's not just in my hands. He's in my chest. He's in my legs. He's in my feet. I'm not talking about the song either. (laughs) 
but the song can stir you up. <laughs> but I feel them all over me. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but times when the pre- you know the presence of God is just manifest all over you. And I know God said to lay hands on people, not their feet on people and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you experiment. <laughs> Maybe you haven't. But, t- <laughs> but I've t- there are times that I can sense the power of God going out of me in, in, in various areas of my body. It's just like, like you're glowing. And the Spirit, and you know, well, P- Peter, his shadow fell on people and they would get healed. What's that? I mean, obviously the glory was extending to some degree. And uh, Jesus, when they tried to throw him off the cliff... He walked right through the middle of them. What happened there? Why couldn't they touch him? Probably he was radiating the power and glory of God. I know I'm speculating a little bit, but when he was being arrested, he, they said, are you, know, are you Jesus? He said, I am. And they went, yeah. the power went out from him, radiated beyond him. And I've had times, you know, even in here recently, you know, I laid my foot on someone. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I do. And the power, and the power of God went out. I mean, they were on the floor. Well, I didn't put it on their head or anything, but, <laughs> but just on their foot because I sensed the power, so I just let it keep going. Yeah. If that seems strange to you, don't make it a doctrine. <laughs> just talking experientially here. The power of God is a great thing. There are, listen, there are in these days unusual manifestations of God. Yeah. And there will be things that are unusual, that are out of the ordinary. Amen. Now, we don't make a doctrine of unusual things. We don't preach them like this is the way it happens. But we're not going to write off just uh, anything because, you know, there's not a chapter and verse for that manifestation. I know some might have trouble with this. I'm a word person. Don't get me wrong. I'm judging everything. But I'm saying things happen outside of the realm of normal. God manifests in a way, you know, when you, uh, Brother Hagin used to talk about the girl who was dancing on an altar. Everyone praising God, and she's dance, dancing on the altar with her eyes closed. You know the altar they have in some churches where people come up and kneel up in the front? And uh, she, I guess she's dancing on that thing with her eyes closed. And she'd go right to the end with her eyes closed and turn back. And I don't know what that looked like. She's dancing to right to the end, and she'd turn back and go the way. And then she'd dance right out off the end and into the air, never opened her eyes, and come right back on. And when I go back again, she's out there dancing in the middle of the air. Everyone's watching her. And come right back up. Well, that's a little bit unusual. And I don't have a Bible verse on it, but am I going to throw it out? Well, obviously something supernatural is happening there. I'm not just going to say, well, that, that, that can't be. There's all kinds of things in the Bible that we see once. That's not a guarantee that didn't ever happen again, but we only have record of them once. And we're not exactly told to spit in people's eyes or make clay like Jesus did. That's not normal either. I mean, that's out there. Jesus had no scriptural precedent for it. He just did it by the spur of the moment. The Spirit led him to do it, and it was an unusual manifestation. Amen. Amen. Say, so what's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm waiting. To, I'm excited. Because <laughs> we're just flowing with the Spirit. Yay, God. Amen. Say, I'm going to go do that dancing in the air thing. <laughs> I don't think you really do that on purpose. <laughs> I can't do that, not in myself. I mean, it'd have to be God. Right. I'd do it every week if I could. 
<laughs> We'd make the news. We got people who dance in the air over there. Yay. Amen. And so again, healing then is uh, is one of those things that gets transferred through the laying on of hands. And, uh, and and there are other things as well. I wrote a couple of these down uh, just in case. And uh, Acts 18, or Acts 8. Acts chapter 8 and verse 18. Acts 8, 18 says, And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. The Holy Spirit was given. Say, can I be filled with the Spirit? Yeah, through the laying on of hands. Again, not the only way, but a great way. It's one of the primary ways that the Lord baptizes another person in the Holy Spirit is someone who is filled with the Spirit. They put their hands on them, and when they do, the Holy Spirit is given to them. Well, why do they need to lay their hands on them? That's the way God likes to do it. Amen. Remember the, remember the uh, Peter and John at the Gate Beautiful in Acts 3? That guy was looking at them, the crippled guy, and he, he was wanting money, basically. He was a beggar, and uh, he had his little sign. And uh, I don't know if they had the sign back then, but uh, he, he was expecting to receive money, not healing. Uh, but remember, you remember the language that was used. Uh, he said, Peter said, such as I have, give I thee. Is it possible for a person to have something spiritual and give that spiritual thing away? Yeah. See, we know that naturally. I've got a Bible. I could give you my Bible. But people sometimes don't realize that we have spiritual things. And just like a physical something could be given to someone else, so can spiritual gifts or anointings. Amen. You can give away healing. You can give away the Holy Spirit. And the good thing is about those things, you give them away and you still have them. <laughs> I give you life and I don't diminish in life at all. I give you healing. I, you have healing and I have healing. We both got it. <laughs> Works better than physical stuff. Because there's never any depletion of God's resources. Never do you draw upon it and it, and it goes down in heaven. Never do we get so much power going that the lights flicker up there. Slow it down, slow it down. You're drawing too much all at once. No, it's amazing. It's unlimited. There's an unlimited supply of God's power and mighty gifts and presence and grace. And so we just start giving it out. And it's like the, like the oil in the Old Testament with the widow woman. Remember that? She was told to fill up the jars. And as long as she had another jar to fill, uh, the oil never ran out. It was like an endless supply. You just keep filling it up, keep filling it up. She kept pouring. And as soon as she ran out of someone, you know, uh, someone to give it to, as soon as she ran out of a, another container, that's when it stopped. But there's an endless supply as long as we're able to keep receiving. I don't know about you, but I'm getting excited about these services right now. <laughs> so have we reached the top yet? There is no top. What? Have, we, have we got it all? No, there is no all. He just keeps pouring. The source is unlimited supply. It's like God's always producing. And we can just keep coming up. Keep coming up. 
Keep getting higher. Keep getting higher. The water tables just keep rising. Keep rising. What's over my head? So what? (laughs) Amen. Maybe it can get denser. I don't know. (laughs) Just get stronger and stronger. Glory to God. Amen. I like the fact that we can just keep giving, keep giving, keep giving, and never run out. And so the Holy Spirit is given at different times. Amen. Uh, Acts 13. Acts 13. This is when uh, Saul and Barnabas and these other guys were in Antioch. There were prophets there and teachers. And verse 2 says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them, and sent them away. And so we, we can see that through the laying on a hand, sometimes there is a separation that takes place. That God will sanctify, He'll separate a person unto a particular purpose or calling for their life. See, they had been serving the Lord doing one thing, but the Lord wanted them to do something else. And it doesn't say here, but they were probably equipped, received anointed, received something in order to do that. But sometimes the laying on of hands is for the very divine purpose of saying, okay, now you're going this way. Now there's a new dimension to your life and to your ministry and to what God has called you to do. Okay, good, good. Look at, Mark's, look at Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is good of a time as I've had all day. <laughs> Mark 13, 10, verse 13. Then they brought the little children to him, that he might touch them. That he might what? Touch them. Why? What's this big deal about touch? But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he, great, he was greatly displeased, displeased and said to them, Let the children, little children, come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms. What did he do? He, he laid his hands on them and blessed them. He blessed them. How did he bless them? Through the laying on of hands. Now, now some could look at that real naturally, and uh, and I'm not saying that there is no truth to that. You know, you could say, well, little you know, kid, little kids need hugged, and you know, they need uh, you know to feel the love of a, an embrace and that kind of stuff. And I'm and I think parents ought to hug their kids all the time. I think they ought to lay their hands on their kids, you know, in that sense. But I don't really think that's the extent of what's happening here. Okay, this laying on of hands is a principle throughout the Word of God. And what happens when someone, when it's mentioned, well, there, there are some negative mentions of, mentionings of laying on of hands too. It means they grabbed them and, you know, took them away. But when it's mentioned in a positive light, it has to do with a transferal from one to another. I believe that there is a tangible, real blessing 
that was going from Jesus into these children. He said, come up here. And he put his hands on them and blessed them. What did he say? I don't know. Maybe, bless you. Could be really, it could really just be as simple as that. They were blessed with a transfer of presence, of anointing, of the Spirit of God manifesting on these kids. Uh, I tell you what, kids need that today. Yeah. Amen. I don't think it's a bad idea at all for parents if you've got young kids or even teenagers. Put your hands on them and say, I bless you in Jesus' name. Just let the blessing of God flow into your life. Amen. Sneak up on them when they're sleeping. Bless you. Bless you. Amen. That's why I, I really believe uh, um, that it's it can be a very valuable thing in our lives. Sometimes people never really think about having hands laid on them or laying hands on other people. They think, well, there's nothing really wrong. I'm not sick. That's just one element. You know, you can, you can just lay your hands on people and pray for them and bless them. Amen. And, and the blessing of God goes from one to another. And their life is increased and they're sometimes encouraged or filled with joy or filled with peace. And there's a manifestation of the very character and nature of God in that person. And it's manifest by someone taking a step of faith and giving what they have. The anointing of God. Amen.